Hey, welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me now as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Welcome to the Life Skills for Kids podcast. Today we're talking about a really important topic that has hit our TV screens in the last few weeks. We're talking about anxiety and war and how to help your child win the battle. So unless you've refused to watch any form of media, it's impossible to miss mentions of the war in the Ukraine. The TV is constantly bombarding us with the images of the conflict And we see people just like us being forced to flee with their children and pets into a very uncertain future. People who a few weeks ago were going to work and coming home just like us. Kids see it too, even the snippets, and it can cause or escalate anxiety, especially for children who are already prone to worrying. Fortunately, parents and carers can take steps to minimise the harm and equip kids with the skills they need to cope. Being real in a fake world. One of the scarce commodities in this world is the truth. And kids need authenticity more than ever. The tricky part is for parents to know when and how much of the truth to talk about and to keep it age appropriate without allowing their own fears or biases to come into the conversation. It's so, so hard. A young child only needs a broad or a vague explanation, while a teen is more likely to want to discuss the details or what it means for them. Both conversations are the truth, but are age appropriate. So what if your child hasn't said anything about the issue at all? It's still a good idea to bring up the conversation generally, because it sets the tone for the way your child sees the matter. You can provide trustworthy, reliable information that might be lacking from peers or other sources. So what are some signs that your child's struggling? Children don't always tell us what's on their minds, but it's best to pay attention in case your child is anxious about the war but hasn't verbalised their worries. Watch out for signs such as tearfulness, being clingy, withdrawing from the family, withdrawing from friends, an increase in nonverbal behaviour, appearing to have more worries than usual, and general grumpiness or irritability. It's really hard. It's really hard as a parent when we're trying to process as well and interpreting and trying to decide how we can, how best we can be there for our children. So here's some tips for coping. (laughs) Number one, have the hard conversations. Don't be afraid to start the conversation, especially if you feel that your child is suffering from anxiety over the war. At the same time, take care to keep your language neutral. In our desire for justice for the underdog, we sometimes dehumanise the offender. Instead, approach it from a big picture view. For young children, you can explain the war happens when countries don't get along, just the same as when people don't get along. Rather than vilifying a certain country or the citizens of that country, point out that everyone thinks it's unfair when a big person is unkind to a smaller one. And that's what happens in war. Avoid talk of retaliation and instead focus on the positives 
that have come out of the situation, such as ordinary people being kind to each other. My second tip is to keep it logical. When a child talks about their worries, teach them to examine how realistic those fears are. Help them to identify their worry, then look for evidence to support that worry. There's every chance that you won't find any. Use logic to explain why their fears are unlikely to become reality. For example, if a child says they are worried about a bomb falling on their house in Australia, remind them that Australia is not at war and there's no bombs here. Don't allow your own worries or biases to become part of the conversation and keep it factual. Number three, apply context. The TV can make conflicts seem close, especially for the young children. So it's often helpful to put the issues into context by showing your child a map or a world globe. You can point out the countries involved and then explain how far away the war is and how Australia is not involved in the conflict. Number four, avoid taking sides. It's important to maintain our humanity during times of conflict. The citizens of the invading country are people too, and most just want to live in peace, but through the choices of their leaders are forced into hardship and isolation too. Kids naturally want to take the side of the underdog, but it's important to maintain balance and remind them that we are all human, even those who make bad choices that harm others. Some children have a highly developed sense of justice and may want to retaliate but it's best to remind them that the best thing they can do is allow the other countries to deal with the bullies of the world. Number five, take action. Taking action is a great way of dealing with anxiety and doing something positive helps everyone to feel better. You can do your part to help those suffering the effects of war by donating, fundraising, attending fundraiser events or reaching out to any Ukrainian or Russian people who live nearby to offer your support. Number six, set boundaries for you, for adults and your children. Limiting your exposure to the news is a good way to give yourself and the whole family a mental rest from the worry of war. Likewise, you can limit social media time for yourself and your older children and set times that are free of conversations about worrying events or issues. And the last one is talking about your feelings. It's important to talk about your feelings and if you're willing to open up about how you feel, it also opens the way for your child to discuss their feelings. Big events produce big feelings such as anger, outrage or sadness and it's important to acknowledge and to normalise these responses. I would love for you to share this podcast as I am having so many conversations with um, parents and professionals right around the country um, who are finding it hard to deal with these conversations. If you'd like to know more about how to help your child manage anxiety, you can head over to my website, lifeskillsforkids.com.au, where you'll find many useful resources and handy tips and tools. And come like us on Facebook or Instagram too. Take care. You've got this. You've got this. Breathe. Ground yourself as a parent. You've got this. Thanks for joining me on the Life Skills for Kids podcast, giving you superstar parenting tips so you can be the rock in your child's life. 
Do you have an anxious child and do you feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies, to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. The information we discussed today was just that, information only. It is not specific advice. If you take action following something you heard today, it's important to make sure you get professional advice about your unique situation before you proceed, whether that advice be legal, financial, accounting, medical or other advice. Please reach out to me if you have any questions or if there's another topic you'd like explored. And if you know someone who might benefit from the show, remember to tell them or suggest my Instagram, Facebook or Life Skills for Kids website. Thank you.